Main show on AlbionRadio.com Gravity roads, magnetic hills and mystery spots. There's some very strange and wonderful things around the world that we cannot always explain. There are low traffic railways in the countryside where if you stop and put your car in neutral it appears to roll uphill or ball balance on the surface will move in the opposite direction expected direction. Water appears to flow against gravity. Gravity Hill is a location promoted by Bedford County Tourism Board in Pennsylvania. It's one of many strange slopes around the world where observer visually perceives apparent slope based on surrounding clues. Objects moving under gravity alone appear to travel in the unexpected direction, starting observation that peak freaks people like us out. Here are some examples. In 2010 at Kodolo Dungara in Kuch at India, locals noticed that their cars appeared to roll down the scenic hill at speeding startling speeds, 18 kpm, without a discernible cause. Speculation arose that an undocumented magnetic effect was pulling the cars down the hill. A team of experts from Gurat State Disaster Management was called to study the phenomenon. A study later completed confirmed the slope was the sole cause of the acceleration. No magnetic forces were needed. At Magnetic Hill on an Isle of Man in Britain, the mechanism for local iron deposit isn't the cause. It's the little people, the fairies that push the cars uphill in other places. It's ghosts. It's difficult to keep count on how many stories explaining anonymously moving cars as a product of ghostly hands at work. Stories sometimes relate to those of an accident at very spot or pushing your car to safety where you wouldn't suffer their don't suffer their fate. Panic ghosts or those who perished at nearby spot might supposedly pull cars towards them for help. Spook Hill in Lake Wales, Florida, promotes the legend of the old chief who killed in a battle with the alligator and buried alongside the letter who came the haunted road. But it's not the only ghost ghostly tale out there. The dead power buried a foot at Spook Hill said to have come out and moved cars that parked on his grave. Ghost children push away your car off railway tracks in San Antonio. When there are mystery spots, uh, or known as energy vortex, where time, space-time does not behave, a vortex used in paranormal sense is like a famous vortex. Areas in Oregon, Montana, Sonodona, AZ, as well as Bermuda Triangle, Devil Sea. The Santa Cruz mystery spot was listed in California Historical Landmark on August 22, 2014. It was not listed because of the natural wonder, though. It is notable for the first 1941 most significant tilt box or gravity house. It's the roadside attraction in California is certainly not the last of these types of tourist spots become popular in the mid-20th century. Usually, originally, Tilt houses were a product of this Great Depression era where people needed cheap entertainment. Local t- 
tales, notwithstanding, have little to do with the physical anomaly. A clever engineer structures designed to stop the technical structure. Your normal visual references are hidden, and distorted objects are added to enhance the effect. People need to stand at weird angles and experience a sensory illusion that can induce vertigo, nausea, or maybe entirely, entirely enjoyable and fun. Visitors are primed to be astounded and confused, but discouraged for lingering too long as a structure do any measurements. It's a generated story, physical anomaly, a baffled scientist adds to the atmosphere. Illusion and effect is so powerful that people buy nonsensical incorrect examination. The St. Ingerence Mystery Spot, Missouri. Where the story goes, the surveyors have found a piece of land that caused the equipment manufacturing. There's nothing we register at the level. Gravity anomalies are lesser in a world due to difference in density than material underground. But they don't they aren't detectable average person, only by sensitive equipment instruments. The Thomas Bradford experiment. Bradford has put an ad in a paper looking for someone interested in spiritualistic science. A woman named Ruth Doran responded, I answered his advertisement for a simple desire to know more about the thing which is, I am a little versed. I am not a spiritualist, nor a believer in the psychic. When the two met, Bradford examined what explained that he believed there was only one way to prove the existence of the afterlife, two minds properly, properly attuned, one of which would shred its earthly mental. Bradford intended shredding the freshly confinements and contact Darwin from the afterlife. February 6, 1921, Bradford blew out the pilot light. The heater in the room is rented, turned on, turned on the gas, and lay in bed breathing the fumes until he was dead. When the police arrived, they found a note in Bradford's typewriter, which read, and, and it's through scientific facts I propose to generate clearly the fundamental spirits have proved that all the phenomena is outside the domain of supernatural. Doran said, I am his friend. He can cause his spirit to come back to earth. I believe this his spirit will come to me first. After two days, the New York Times ran a story titled Dead Spiritualist Silent, which reported that Doran had yet to receive any transmissions from the afterlife. Three days later, while Doran was holding a two-week-long vigil in the parlour, waiting contact, a woman called Lulu Mack claimed to hear the spirit of Bradford calling her. According to Mac, she didn't know who Bradford was, but heard his story, but she discovered he was trying to communicate with her when she visited a reverend medium. During the seance, Mac heard a voice calling, Thomas Bradford, Thomas Bradford. Life had fled from the body of Thomas Bradford, but his spirit was hovering near and calling to us to hear its message. Mac told reporters, I have heard the call of his spirits. It is calling to me even now. I cannot hear the message I, I, it was sent because the spirit is too weak. Bradford's spirit was weak, Max said, because he's taken his own life. It may take some time for me to purge and purify the past in the most next sphere. He may be strong enough to communicate once he reaches the second or third altitude, Max explained. One week after Bradford's death, birth, his spirit of life of February 12th. Doreen said she 
felt a strange presence that she believed to be Redford. She had a vague notion that this haunted her that evening, but it was not strong enough to manifest on his own. Psychic students throughout the, the city agreed to concentrate at nine that evening, or the professor ought to accelerate the turn of his spirit. Leading sp- spiritistic pastors urged their congregation to join the concentration party. At 9 p.m., the hour appointed by Dorian as a premonition, she had three witnesses who probably did not believe in spiritism go to her in her dimly lit parlour that evening. When she felt the sensation of Fred's presence, Dorian put her hands to her temples. Turn out the light, she instructed. The light went out. I hear his voice, Dorian said. Dorian Duran said. It's faint. It grows more distinct. It is the professor. Then she said, Why this? I am the professor who speaks to you from the beyond the veil. I have broken through the veil. Help of the living has greatly assisted me. I simply not want to sleep. I woke up the first, did not realise that I had passed on. I have no, find no great change apparent. I respect things to be much different. They're not. Human forms are retained in the outline, but not in the physical. I've not traveled far. They're still very much in the darkness. I see many people. They appear natural. There is a lightness of responsibility. Here, unlike in life, one feels full of rapture and happiness. Persons of nature associate. I am associated with other investigators. I do not repent my act. My present plane is for the first series. I am still investigating the future planes. The God in which we, which we, this plane, are as ignorant as the earthly beings on the life just beyond human life. Never ever voice grew weak and the light flickered back on and he was gone. Are you certain without doubt you heard from Bradford? One of the witnesses asked Doreen. I'm convinced, Doreen replied. I never heard a spirit voice before, Professor, without a doubt. Exodus claims to have smelt the breath of Satan. Exorcism can be extremely violent. I've seen objects hurled around rooms and powers of evil have smelt the breath of Satan. Heard the demon voices, cold, scratchy, dead voices, carrying messages of the hatred. This is quoted from the Scotsman newspaper in the obituary of the co carry priest and author Malachi Martin, published in the Irish Times. Saturday, August 7th, 1999. Martin's name had been tickling through the news feeds ahead of the release of Hostage of the Devil this, this weekend. Mercury was born in Cole Curry, 1921, to John and Catherine Martin. One of ten children, he was educated at Ballerford National School, Dublin's Bellavine College, and then University College Dublin. According to Bertrand's foray into Jesuit, Priesthood had taken him to Rome in the 1960s. In 1964, he requested a release from his vows. Moves were prompted by the conclusion that many in the church, particularly his own order, the Jesuits, were more interested in power than saving souls. He left Rome and moved to New York, where he took odd jobs, including stint washing dishes, driving a cab. He held fast his conservative views of the church, clearly shone through his writings. We go to 1976, the Exodus film was out for three years, initially three, uh, to half and half reviews, but already accompanied the B- 
building blocks of the cult status. Mankind Mountain releases a book account of five, he claims, real-life exorcisms. Hostage to the Devil, possession, exorcism of five contemporary Americans, sharing the title of the upcoming Durham Parang community. This is his best-known work. Each case in the book is titled Vivid Narration, based on meetings and exorcism processes. In one case, the rooster and the daughters, a psychological professor, Carl V, came to the while reacting to ritual. He seen himself performing a vision. He travelled to Akakura in Italy to carry out the dream he had. He understood to be reflected on the events and happened in a previous life. A group of students accompanied him to document the process. Martin describes the physical change that took place in Carl was possessed during the ritual as a described to people who not occupied him on the trip, ran their eyes in, in, in the way none of these associates and students could ever explain was what looked, came to be called the twist. Some crookedness, some wry misshapenness at the natural contours of the spine, forehead, eyes and ears, they sprayed out of kilter by some superhuman not force, residing temporarily with tremendous and awful power. Another case of the Virgin and the Old Fixer an exorcist called Father McGregory is attacked by a spirit, said to be possessing a transgender woman, whom royalty refers to as Richard Rita. A vivid description of a person in the throes of battle with a malevolent spirit would be familiar to anyone experiencing watching for horror films. A tongue opened, bearing gums and throat, and a tongue protruded, hollow quivering in a steam of grave old bubbles. The whole face was furrowed. In irregular lines, Richard Rita broke into peals of laughter, gathering gusts of mocking, jeering, skeleton-shadowed in laughter, laughter pouring from a very amused scorn and contemptuous hate. And late back in the 1990s, late 1990s, an exorcism boom, boom, accompanied an in-depth report by Anna. Mundo, published in the Irish Times, July 27, 2002. Preface a hostage, written for its 99 republished. Martin collaborates with this idea, estimating that 1,000 major exorcisms and some thousand major minor exorcisms before annually. Prince Philip, uncle Lord Mountbatten, was a UFOologist. They even documented alien spacecraft landing on his estate. Manhattan was a hugely important and influential ufologist. He kept his interest in paranormal a secret throughout his life. Back in 19, February 1955, Manhattan was often referred as Prince Charles' honorary godfather, mentor to his close relationship with the Duke of Edinburgh. The report that was uncovered after Manhattan's 1979 death, a hands RA, describes how a silver stage ship landed the grounds of his Bell's estate in Wormsby, Hampshire. A flying saucer hovered above the ground. Before men dressed in overalls and helmets descended from the bottom of the craft, according to the document. Fred was um, reportedly knocked off his bike and held to the ground by an unseen force. Statement by Frederick S. Briggs, 
Romery Notsnats. I am at present employed at Baldwin's as a bricklayer, cycling my work from Romery Romsey in the morning on Wednesday, the 23rd, 1950, February 1955, about halfway between the culmination of Holby Lodge and the house from just to where the drive forks off at Melbourne Burridge Lodge. I suddenly saw an object hovering safely over the field between the end of the gardens and Middlebridge, Middlebridge Drive, just on the house side of a little stream. And the object shaped in a child's huge humming top and halfway through, 20, between 20 foot and 30 foot in diameter. Colour was a dull grey aluminium, <coughs> rather like a kitchen space saucepan. It was shaped like a scratch, which I have endeavoured to make and help. Pull holes all around the middle, rather like the steamers. The time was just after not six eight thirty a.m. with an overcut sky and light snow on the ground. I turned off to the drive in the fork, rode over the grass in a rather less than a hundred yards. I had then dismounted and holding my bicycle in my right hand, watched. I was watching a column about a thickness of a man descended from the centre of the saucer. I suddenly noticed that it appeared to be a man, presumably standing on a small platform on the end. It did not appear to be holding onto anything. He seemed to be dressed in a dark suit of overalls, and wearing a clone fit, close-fitting hat or helmet. At the time, the saucers had certainly less than 100 years from me, and more, no more than 60 over the level where I was standing. Although the meadow he was a steep bank at this point, at, so that the saucer would have been about 80 feet over the lower level of the meadow. As I stood there watching, I suddenly saw a curious light come on in one on in one of the portholes, flashlight rather than a mercury vapour light. Although it was quite bright, it did not appear to be directed straight at me, nor did it dazzle me, but simultaneously with light coming on, I suddenly seemed to be pushed over. I fell down the snow with my, on my bicycle on top of me. What is more, I could not get up again, although the bicycle only weighs few pounds. It seemed to be though it seemed to be as though unseen force was holding me down. While trying to lying on the ground, I could see the tube in quickly withdraw quickly into the saucer, which had rose vertically quite as fast as the fastest jet aircraft I've ever seen or faster. There was no noise whatever until the saucer started to move and then the noise was no louder than that of an ordinary small rocket let off of a child or a guy fox night. It disappeared out of the night and the clouds almost instantaneously and it went, as I, it went as if it went, I found myself able to get up, although it seemed to be lying a long time on the ground. I do not suppose it in reality as it was more than a few seconds. The object was shaped like a child's humming top. 
Fred stood and watched the curious light come on in one of the pool holes. Manhattan went to investigate as soon as he heard the tale and said that that French bike tracks left in the snow confirmed his movements. Manhattan said, Mr. Briggs was still dazed when I saw him first. First saw him and wondered that no one would believe his story. Indeed, he made a point of saying he never believed in the stories before and absolutely amazed at what he had seen. I did not give me the impression of being the sort of man who would be this subject to hallucinations, would in any way invent such a story. I saw that since Cecilia Wade, this counter, uh, he himself is completely convinced the truth of his own statement. UFOologist Andrew who runs UFO sites, Other Minds TV, recounted a tale, a devil's tower with a revenuous in Harriet Wilming. He told that Manhattan was instrumental with opening the field of UFO investigation both in the UK and around the world. UFO Witness Report Rosenberg, Region Franconia, Germany, March 8, 2009. On March 8, 2009, a man went through an, an un, went through an unidentified flying object counter in the city of Rosenberg, in the region of Franconia, Kona, in Germany. He was walking along the railway lines, along the river. Maine to scout new fishing lines locations. Then approximately 6 p.m. he got a weird feeling of silence, no noise or car, nothing. He stopped walking while looking around and got a feeling in his chest with a faint vibration. Suddenly he felt weak and then noticed a UFO in the sky. He's hovering just at the base of the deep hanging clouds and disappeared every once in a while into the moving clouds maintaining its attitude. There was no sound except some night wind, only a strange humming, a feeling inside the body his body like pulsating electricity. He never felt that before. It was like like a shock. He wanted to take a picture with the camera of his portable phone, but the display was not properly work working properly. The images had stripes and pressing a button didn't do anything. He was able to catch his UFO picture only when the UFO went further away and the camera worked. He shot the UFO picture and seconds later the UFO was converted, covered in the clouds once more and he never saw it again. The person who took the UFO picture would wish to remain an anonymous considering the job. Local city admin consideration. He's, um, he explains that UFO was about 50 meters wide and the shape of a saucer that was moving away slowly behind any noise. The UFO was grey, three permanent non-blinking lights, white, blue and red, under it. One of the last interesting things about this UFO encounter is the fact that a person cannot tell easily how much time it took. Very hard to tell how much longer. It probably was, maybe 15 seconds for the whole encounter. On this UFO picture, on the UFO picture you can see a grey saucer UFO behind a railway structure, holding circular circular lights. 
Wurzelberg, Bavaria, Germany. A teenager who said she experimented with magic ended up possessed by a malevolent shadow demon that claimed she was saved by exorcism. A girl named Brittany had tormented had a torment told a paranormal podcast, Real Ghost Stories Online. I was writing to describe how she was tortured by evil spirit. Brittany, aged 22, was 13, said she was a 13-year-old girl at school girl when she started experimenting with Wicca. She said beings and supernatural creatures from a young age <coughs> and started performing Wicca rituals for friends to learn more. First, she started doing divination, conducting spells along with her friends she explained we did everything by the book we were told to make sure the spirits we encountered would stay around recalling how her terror began Brittany said I started waking up at night to find my room really cold and very panicky and I started getting stronger and stronger the feeling started getting stronger and stronger made me feel more uneasy one night when I woke up that feeling, I saw a huge tall shadow standing at the foot of my bed. The mass blocked the light coming from the rec, corporate, rec room where my brother was gaming. I couldn't scream. I was in too much shock. I closed my eyes and waited for it to do something to me. When I opened them, it was gone. The last time I physically saw the thing clearly. Brittany had possessed, said a possession got progressively worse with a demon telling her to harm herself. Remembering one particular experience, she said, all of a sudden, but the visible force stopped choking me. Or I was, as it was choking me, I could hear Dominic laughing at my head. I could smell dead flesh. During this time, I could feel the present burrow in my chest. It most felt like I was attempting to affect my soul. Brittany said that after four, over four years, she barely slept and waked up with bite marks and claw marks places I couldn't reach. The team was eventually saved by Christian Pastor, who opened a youth club in her hometown. Despite initially distrusting Christianity, she eventually woke up the courage to have the demon exercise from her body. A pastor and youth leader told me that the quiet took me to the quiet office and started praying openly, she said. But he told me later that my face was contorted in ways I'd never seen before. I was also having a recollection of involuntary lifting up left corner of my lip to show my teeth like a dog would. He also said I had a hard time using the word Jesus. In my mind, I thought I was saying the word find. After their prayers, I snapped out of it. I felt like I was split in two. The demon and I were not collaborating in my body anymore. Thank God it was gone. The night after the experience, I had the best night's sleep I had in years. You've been listening to the Ghostman show on AlbionRadio.com. I've been talking about UFO, paranormal, and mystery roads, gravity roads. Do you believe in gravity roads? I'm not too sure if we do. I have at the moment got a cold. If I'm talking like I got my nose down stuffed up because it is stuffed up. That's an unusual thing to note while you're doing a podcast, but hey, 
I don't believe in lying. What's the point, as they would say? So let's think. It's Valentine's Day at this one as I'm recording it. Oh, they've gone. No, sorry, Valentine's Day would have been gone. Sorry about that. Um, are you, have you, did you buy your loved one anything? Or did you not? Does it really matter? I think that buns, if you can show love and help people, I think there's a way of celebrating Valentine's Day. Don't you? No? Okay, perhaps it's just me. Let's see what we can bring you next time. The next episode, I'll bring you an interview from a psychic medium and fairy witch. And I hope you enjoyed that interview. So, see you soon on that, with that, like, that exciting journey that can always be the Ghostman Show on AlbionRadio.com. Trying to bring you something different from the world of paranormal, UFO, strange animals, cryptozoology, and anything I care to find out that me I think is interesting. You may think, what the heck? What has this got to do with anything I want to listen to? But hey, that's what life is. The universe, life and everything. According to the answer is 42. Yes, the answer to life is 42. You didn't really want to know that, but you do now. Drink of water time. So that... It was called dead air. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Teddy-bye. See you next time. Bye-bye.